Hello, and welcome to the Burning Coal Theater's podcast series, Into the Fire, with Jerome Davis. I'm Jerome Davis. I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theater Company, and I'd like to welcome everyone to this week's podcast, Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theater podcast on all things theatrical. Today's guest is Mextley Almeida. Uh, Mextley has the unique distinction of not only being the first person I've ever interviewed named <laughs> Mextley, uh, but also uh, the uh, lighting designer for our production of Peter Pan and Wendy, which opens on November 30th here at Burning Coal. Mexley, welcome. Hi, thank you. It's good to be here. So uh, you are originally from the West Coast, I believe. Is that yes, right? I am originally from LA. I live in California and I'm going to grad school in San Diego. So uh-huh. I'm all SoCal. Cal San Diego, yeah. And yeah. how is that? How, where are you in that? Um, I love it. It's um, I'm going to school at UC San Diego, and they have a great theater program. And it's it's partnering. It like partners with the La Jolla Playhouse, so oh, there's a great good. opportunity to do like residencies and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's it's a great place. Yeah. yeah. You'll get to work with some of the designers. Yeah, the yeah, theaters. all the shows that pass by there, some, some of the designers working with them, yeah. Have you done that yet, or is that something you're looking forward um, to? I've done that once before, not a big production. It was a small production at the Playhouse. It was Tiger Style, but um, in the future for like my residency, it'll be like a bigger musical or whatever uh-huh. they do. Yeah. Good. And how did you meet our uh, director, Lillian White? Oh, I met Lillian in January. We were both at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, part of the fair program, and she was the assistant director for their Julius Caesar production, and mm-hmm. I was the assistant lighting designer for that. Okay. And so we, all of the other assistant directors and assistants would like hang out part of the fair. Uh-huh. So that's how we met, yeah. What does the FAIR program mean? I'm not sure what the that means. The FAIR program it stands for Fellowships, Assistantships, Internships, and Residencies, I believe. Uh-huh. It's just a, a small uh, little portion of OSF and what they do, try, like outreach and educational stuff. Right. And like it, it, it's for like people starting out or like young emerging artists, I yeah. want to say, like starting yeah. out and... Mm-hmm. And you just apply for yeah, one of the yeah. You apply, yeah. and their applications are in like July, and for like that following season. Mm-hmm. And but January uh, seems like an odd time. Is is the weather warm enough for out? No, it was actually snowing in Ashland when I arrived. Uh-huh. It was snowing, and it was snowing for like a week or something, and. And then it was just rainy, and it didn't actually get pretty, I guess. It didn't get warm until, I don't know, March or something. And, but the, So that not all of their venues are outdoor venues? No, right? yeah, they have three different venues. The outdoor Elizabeth, Elizabethan venue it doesn't open until the summertime, so when it's a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. And But they have two other ones that are indoors, and so Julie Caesar was in the Bomer. Which uh-huh. They open up, like, three shows in the Bomer and one in the Thomas, and... And what kind of theaters are they? Are they a proscenium? Um, The Bomer is a proscenium, Uh and the Thomas is a black box. Uh Right now, I think they're doing a three-quarter and then like an arena. Yeah, Yeah, like our our theaters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, very good. And um, so I'm just curious, uh, being from Southern California, there seem to be a lot of things to do. Um, you know, outdoors and theater is typically done indoors. <laughs> uh, how do you uh, how do you settle upon that as a 
as a career for Yeah, yourself. it's totally bizarre that theater exists outside of, like, where, New York or something, yeah. right? Like, it's Maybe Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. London, for sure. Um, but I, I didn't do theater at all growing up. I didn't do it in high school, and I, like, barely got into it my as an undergrad. Because I was a dancer for a while, and I had to take, like, a practicum course where I had to be part of the, like, stage crew. Okay. And I picked to be, like, a light board operator for a dance production while I was an undergrad. And so I fell in love with lighting, and I, I did that. I continued to do that. Wow. But I have a degree in mathematics and pure math. Oh, so okay. Very good. It's super random, yeah. Well, no, I think there's a lot of uh, connection between uh, uh, lighting and and uh, math. Uh, I mean, yeah, beams and angles and, right. and abstract things that yeah. you can't touch, yeah. One of our directors, who I, whose name I won't mention, but her initials are Emily Rainey, uh, came came to me one time and she had just started out in her career as a director and, and uh, she came called me one day and she said to, rather breathlessly, um, how do I talk to a lighting designer? <laughs> I said, I don't know. What are you asking me for? Uh, I don't know either. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so how, but how do you? I mean, how, when, a, when you're working with a director, you know, if it's, if it's a set, you know, the, the set designer and the director can agree that it will have a 10-foot uh, wide sure. by 12 it's foot. easy to yeah. like draft something and show something yeah. as a set right? at least can, in two dimensions yeah, yeah you can you can definitely show that for yeah. lighting you also draft but it's a plot and it's super like i said abstract and so like i could plot a light somewhere but that doesn't necessarily mean anything you can't like look at it and be like oh yes i know exactly yeah. what that's gonna do but, right? but you as the designer are seeing something on that sure plot. um Sure, yeah. I mean, to talk to a designer or to a director, first you like sort of come up with like um, their concept, right? The director will be like, this is what I want. This is what the world will be like. And you watch some rehearsals and you read the script a bunch of times uh -huh. and then you kind of figure on what the aesthetic of the play will be, like what the world will be. And so you decide on like colors and textures and things and so that's sort of the vocabulary that you go into talking to a director you're like oh i see this is this is a scene and it's gonna be i picture it to be super dramatic and mm -hmm. so like angles of beams like this or like backlights or side or like mm -hmm. it'll be so the shape of things yeah 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 and and do you ever uh, get all that worked up in your mind or on paper and then talk to the director and have them say, no, no, that's not what I was thinking Sure, about. yeah. I mean, it, it happens. Um, what do you do then? You just scrap it. You don't, you're not married to anything and uh, you scrap good, it and good. you start over. Yeah. 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 Very good. Um, I know that uh, one of the lighting designers that we use uh, regularly likes a lot of, uh, not, uh, he, he doesn't like a lot of color in his designs. He mm -hmm. likes a lot of white. Uh, light. He's a Yaley, you yeah, know, and that, there's a certain <laughs> aesthetic that comes out of that For program. Sure. Does does the area from which you originate have a, a specific aesthetic that you? Can I don't describe? think I don't think we have a specific aesthetic. I think part of what we do in my graduate program is try to cultivate your own sort of individual style, whether that is mm -hmm. something less colorful or more colorful or more textured or whatever it is. Right. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I, what my style sort of is. Right. Um, I'm I'm not super into color either, mm -hmm. but that's just a like a, it's a personal thing. It's, right. I mean, you can use it, but you don't. It's more like um, colors. Uh, 
not a necessity. You have to earn the right to like uh, use it, right? right yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it's just gonna look like as in life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I assume the the play itself, as well as your own aesthetic and the director's aesthetic, the play itself will inform those sure, choices. And for sure, yeah. yeah. If it, it could, if it's for example, we just did Julius Caesar with Lillian, like that. That wasn't colorful. It was cools and and warms, and it was just that it wasn't any like pinks or like yeah. greens or anything. Yeah. But a play like Peter Pan, for example, you could totally get away with using saturated blues and greens right. to be a magical sort of thing. Because because a lot of it is is taking place in memory. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and the like, imagination. Yeah. And a big a big conversation with Lillian was trying to figure out what that what those two worlds are when you were in the darling's home and that's being realistic like obviously that's gonna look different than what neverland looks like and so trying to yeah trying to figure out if it's that's if it's a color shift or if it's texture or if it's just different sort of ways to differentiate the two is a was a big conversation yeah and um and there are um, different kinds of tools that one can use as a as a lighting designer um we just did uh, over the summer um burning coal did three uh, uh, plays of uh, so- sophocles you know the greek the oh, greek awesome. uh, the oedipus yeah. trilogy and um we but we did it at the contemporary art museum here in raleigh oh, cool. uh, uh, thank you gab for that <laughs> again uh, gab smith is their executive director and very generous with their space and uh, but we but they didn't really have uh, enough. Uh, their building is not powered in the way that a theater is to uh, to to take a lot of um, volts or watts sure. or whatever yeah. one needs yeah. for lighting. And so we ended up having to do the play with a lot of kind of found uh, objects that illuminated mm-hmm. uh, uh, lamps and things. Yeah, yeah practicals. Uh, yeah, and some LED strips and yeah. candles and stuff like that. And and uh, uh, and so I'm curious if you've had an experience yet where you stepped entirely out of the box as a designer and worked with other kinds of materials, or if that sounds like terrifying to you. No, it actually is it's super exciting, specifically, for example, when you do site-specific work and mm-hmm. it's not in a theater and you're outdoors. I did a, a show as an undergrad where it was outside of a building and all we used were like flashlights and Christmas lights. Uh, and mm. that's because you can't like have normal traditional lighting outside. Yeah. And yeah. so, so mm. that, that's something that we did. Yeah. Or I've, I've worked on shows where it's a lot of candle, candle lit things. And so right. all of that stuff and it's, practicals, lamps and yeah. It's very, it's very powerful, uh, um, fire especially. And it, it you know, as the codes become stricter and stricter, that becomes less and less yeah. uh, possible indoors. But uh, outdoors, I guess that's still um, uh, still a, a viable option. There was a director that I had the good fortune of working with in my uh, earlier life, uh, a guy named Adrian Hall, who, who ran the Trinity Repertory Company in Providence for, for years and um, won the first outstanding regional theater Tony oh, Award for uh, yeah, but uh, Adrian, you, there was a joke about him that that every one of his plays would have the four elements in it: mm. uh, earth, wind, fire, and water, and that you could sit with a little checklist in your lap That's and so check cool. off each of the elements. <laughs> and sure enough, every time I went to see one of his plays, it'd, there'd be like a windmill, and be like, oh, "There's there's air, okay," and there, <laughs> then there'd be a little stream, okay. There's the water and. And uh, so I imagine that that lighting with fire might be uh, might be an interesting thing for a lighting designer. Yeah, to I mean it's it 
especially in an indoor space, it is with all, like you said, with all of the codes now, it's, it's difficult and dangerous. Yeah. Um, and depending on like how big the flames are, and that just gives, gives a different aesthetic to the play. Yeah. And it's difficult to reproduce candle light with actual fixtures. So, right, yeah. yeah, or or those little LED, uh, yeah, those little things, fake yeah. Uh, candles, yeah. yeah, from a distance, they have they a look, completely yeah. different, yeah. different tone of, of light, yeah, right. So, all of this is technical, uh, sort of mumbo jumbo, yeah. and, and uh, may not be all that interesting to the average person, but I'm just curious. But what, what might be interesting, I think, is the question of how, um, how you see yourself as an artist impacting um, impacting society or do you that is a really brilliant question and it's something that I have been thinking about a lot because that whole discussion between like am I an artist am I a designer do I make art there's there's that topic and then there's the whole like what are we doing as theater makers and storytellers for society and what is my part in that yeah. as a designer for the arts right mm -hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily think that I have an answer off the top of my head right now, but I mean, art in general is so important, right? And so being a part of us, of an important story and helping tell it, I think is, is mm -hmm. what I'm working on right now. Uh -huh. It's like being a part of those important, important conversations, being a part of a team and being able to help facilitate those talks, I think, is what's important. And I think a, lot that's, of, yeah. a lot of stuff happening in the world, and particularly in the United States right now, that where it is becoming very clear to me, at least, that the, the, the sort of wrenching control of the narrative is, is really, really critical. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. uh, uh, we're about to see, apparently, uh, net neutrality go the way of the dinosaur, uh, is, is in the news today. Uh, let's hope that we can <laughs> marshal the forces yeah. to not do that. But uh, but if it does happen, then then what we're saying effectively is that the, those those few people over there they get to control the narrative. And mm -hmm. and so as theater artists, I've always felt like that uh, that, it, that you know frankly that it's one of the most important things that that a, a group of people can do you know collectively is to is to tell a story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and if you tell I mean, it in the dark, it's less interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> that's. A, I mean, as as humans, right? We've been we've been yeah. telling stories for as long as we've been around, and so right, right. to do it in a theatrical way, and to as designers help tell that story is important. Yeah, just, I, would, yeah. I would think so too. Um, what do you want to do in the future, Maxley? I won't ask how old you are, but you seem quite young to me. <laughs> I am very uh, young. What, I am. I mean, what do you want to do? I I want to be a lighting designer. Like I want to pursue this as a career, and I want to I want to do this full time yeah. as a professional. And I this this is what I, this is it. What are the obstacles to that? Oh, I guess um, obstacles is so much of theater. I think right now, so much of being a designer is. I don't know, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's just based on luck, almost like meeting the right people and yeah. being at the right spaces, doing the right shows. And I mean, you can always, I, I think you could be a designer and not, you know, move to New York and do the whole Broadway thing. You could be a regional designer. You could, sure. you could be a designer for architecture and other things like theme parks. It doesn't have to be theater. Uh, a lighting designer doesn't, doesn't have to be a lighting designer for theater. Right. 
I personally think I want to do theater. Like I this I want to yeah. stay in theater and do and do plays and and dance and operas would be fascinating. So the obstacles I think would be con- like just continuing to do the work and mm. and not being afraid to put yourself out there yeah. and and be unstable or not knowing what your next gig is going to be, right? Like yeah. It's so in flux all the time. All of our jobs are yeah. in flux these days, but but particularly in the arts, it, it does seem yeah. like uh, that it takes a great leap of faith. To, sure. Uh, one know. one month you can have a few like one or two shows, and yeah. then the, for the next few months you don't know if you're going to yeah, have, you're gonna a have job. Anything, yeah, or yeah. if they're going to pay a, a tenth as much yeah, exactly, as the exactly. other ones. Yeah, and of course those are the ones you want to do because yeah, those are the good ones. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's true. We have a, a friend who, uh, for years, uh, taught at at uh, Carnegie Mellon, and I think mm-hmm. his wife still does uh, in the lighting uh, program there. And uh, Chris is his name, and he and his wife started on the side, started a um, architectural lighting yeah. firm yeah. Uh, in Pittsburgh, and are getting carry uh, you know brought uh, all over the world to various uh, sure. businesses to. To do work, and so th- there, it does seem like there's another. There's definitely thing. a demand for. It. I mean, the yeah. more architects there are, and the more design, des- the more designing of the world there is, yeah. the more need for all yeah. sorts of designers. Yeah, we were uh, just had a friend uh, over in London, and she was raving on about the National Theatre. Do you know the, the yeah, National yeah, Theatre? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And she uh, kept talking about the building and how striking the, the building is, especially the interior uh-huh. of the building. Um, uh, Prince Charles once said that it looked like a Soviet power plant on, oh. the, on the outside, which I think is pretty accurate. <laughs> but the inside of it is quite spectacular, and it's that uh, brutalist uh, sure. design. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Lasden, I think was the guy's name, who, who designed the, the building. And, and he was not a theater artist at all, but he was somebody that had... Had, has had an extraordinary impact on on the art form mm-hmm. of, of theater, but also I think you know it's safe to say on the telling of those stories you know that have happened in that building over the last yeah. fifty or sixty years and stuff. And so I can That's imagine beautiful. how yeah. Yeah, yeah how how different uh, you know types of uh, uh, crafts persons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can have a profound impact on the, the yeah work. and you don't yeah. need to be part of theater or you don't have to consider right. yourself a designer or an artist to yeah. have an impact on on the world as an art and yet uh, it clearly is art yeah I mean, after 50 yeah. years on you look totally. at it and you think you know this was an artist who did this and so i i would think that that road for a, someone like a, a young lighting designer would be one to yeah i'm just sort of pushing <laughs> you so you can actually make money if you do this next yeah, week yeah yeah and not stay in theater yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, but certainly do theater too i mean we we need those people too yeah um, um, okay, well, this was terrific. I appreciate uh, appreciate your taking the time to talk with us uh, yeah, today. Yeah, it was lovely. Uh, anything uh, interesting uh, going on out there in the rehearsal room so far? Are you? Oh, they're doing. I don't know. Am I allowed to talk about all yeah. the like um, don't give magical things away, that are but, happening? Uh, no, it's a beautiful play. Lillian's doing an amazing job. Yeah. Um, I think I think I'm really excited to see that chandelier turn huh? on. Yes. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to. Oh, well, <laughs> the chandelier just, would be amazing to see. Just don't tell where it is or how big it is yeah. or where it comes um, from. A chandelier. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that the water i'm excited to see i won't say where or how there's water but there is water in the play there's and water. and i i want to see all of those fight scenes that happen and around the water yeah. with That's, the sound mixed in yeah, too. yeah yeah and hopefully the lighting will be great and beautiful well, i have no doubt uh, <laughs> uh based solely on this conversation and we will see and I mean, the fact that you're highly recommended by oh, uh, by lillian very so, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you yeah, very much. We, you. Uh, we look forward to seeing Peter Pan next yeah, week. Yeah, come see everybody. Yes. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check out our production, Peter Pan and Wendy, running from November 30th to December 17th, 2017, at the Murphy School in Raleigh. For more information, visit our website at burningcoal.org.